hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely fantastic, wonderful day today. And again, if you need anything, as always, be sure to contact us at healthmasters.com or give us a call. We've got multiple products on sale and on the website, including the N-acetylcysteine, back in stock. Got a big batch of it. You guys know the detoxificant and the antioxidant properties that that formula has is incredible, so be sure to check it out. And we also, too, have a brand new formula that we put together, and it is the Pure Ashwagandha. Now, we've talked about ashwagandha before and what it does as far as helping out with stress, helping out with sleep, helping out with energy, and we have it specifically in our cortisol buster, which our cortisol buster contains it to a basically a um, a formula that goes into a 25% purity, excuse me, a 10% purity rate of what the actual ashwagandha formula is. This one is pure 35%. And so be sure to check it out on the website. We just rolled it out, just got it in stock. And it's on the website at healthmasters.com. Really, really good formula. So be sure to check it out. Also, too, so everybody understands what they're getting ready to do. If you have seen basically Miss Circleback Press Secretary Jen has come out and pretty much they've said that Biden will be doing another bumbling buffoon circus show tonight. So he's going to be coming out. Apparently he's got some circus balls. He's got a new clown hat. And he's got a few other things that he's going to be rolling out, including the fact that they have stated now he will be mandating all federal workers across the country, period, must be injected with this experimental RNA gene therapy. No testing options, no religious exemptions, period. Now, this sounds a bit dark in the aspect of what I'm saying. In essence, it kind of is with what we're seeing the Fed doing. But again, you have to ask yourself the million-dollar question. If you are currently listening to this right now and you're a federal employee and this is going to affect you, you really have to ask yourself the million-dollar question. Why in the world do you think this is going to stop with this specific injection? As I've said before, Pfizer's already stated that their booster shot is ready to roll. Fauci has said it's coming out of September 20th, and Pfizer has been very, very clear that they are expecting to have at least two to three boosters mandated next year every year for the rest of the foreseeable future, meaning if a company, if a federal government, if a business entity tells you you are not allowed to work for us unless you get injected, I've told you repeatedly, I highly suggest you fight that tooth and nail. If they continue to push it and they basically say we're going to terminate you, roll that to the end. Put them on their bluff and see what they're going to do. And at the very end, you probably need to be getting stuff lined up for different options. And I understand that's a rough position to be in. I really do. That is not fun. I've changed jobs repeatedly when I was younger in college. There were different times when I changed different positions with different companies. And it's not fun. But what I'm telling you right now is if you sit there and you step back and you say, well, I'm just going to get the shot so I keep my job. It's not going to be just that shot. You have to understand that. It's going to be the next shot 
and the next booster shot and the next shot and the next pill and the next injection and whatever next therapy they decide they want to roll on you. So be prepared for what's about to happen with this. And I can promise you right now, the rollout that they're planning on doing tonight with the bumbling buffoon and his new clown show it's not going to be just this. There's going to be other stuff that they've already talked about, including making sure it, essentially everybody is forced to do the injection if you are going to go anywhere. Australia has been the template, my friends. Australia has been the beta test to see how far they can get away with. Australia now, is to, weird as this possibly is, they're now stating – the NCA Newswire out of Australia is stating that the government will now monitor your alcohol intake as subjects to restrictions by the state. They have noted that residents in apartments that are on lockdown that have had their alcohol deliveries, they are now going to be policed, and they're going to limit the number of drinks to no more than six beers per day. Now, again, I'm not saying under any circumstances drinking more than six beers a day is healthy or drinking more than a bottle of wine a day is healthy because, quite frankly, it is not. But you literally have this out-of-control, tyrannical entity that they're calling the government of Australia. They're not any more of a government than they are a complete and total tyrannical goon. They're now stating we're going to monitor and maintain that you do not consume more alcohol than we allow you to consume during your lockdown. This has nothing to do with health, nothing to do with safety, everything to do, again, with complete and total control of a general populace, and at the same time, during a press conference, Australian Public Health Chief Dr. Carrie Chant, you guys saw this, she remarked and stated, this is a quote from her, we will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order, end quote. That was her statement, and she said, yes, it will be pubs and clubs and anything else that has ever had a positive case. We'll be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the new world order. That is what she said verbatim. They're not trying to hide it anymore, guys. They're not trying to be, oh, well, this may happen here. We're trying to beat around the bush. They're letting you know exactly what they're doing, how they're going to do it, and when they're going to do it. And quite frankly, the fact that the United States has consented so significantly in Australia, well, I'm not even going to get into that. When you disarm yourself and you allow yourself to no longer have weapons, this is what happens. This is what they're going to do next in the United States if people continue to consent. Yesterday, there was a fantastic video, I think I guys told you about it, of the school board, their school system that was in one of the northern states. I forgot where it was. And the, there was probably 60, 70 kids outside the school. There's about another 20, 30 parents outside the school. And they were trying to essentially get in. And these two individuals were standing in the entryway of the school. And they said, you shall not pass if you do not have a mask. You shall not pass. You cannot come in. You have been instructed. You must wear a mask. And the kids and the parents, they said, no, we're not wearing a mask. And it was funny. There was two cops standing outside, and both the cops didn't have masks on. The guy asked on the video camera, he asked the cops, said, what are we doing here? What, what are you going to do? 
And he goes, well, you don't have to go in if you don't want to. And secondly, this is a health department mandate. He specifically stated that along with a school board mandate. And he said, this has nothing to do with us. We're not enforcing anything because this is not a law. This is simply their requirement. So do whatever you want. And then walked off. And it reminded me of when dad and I went to the school board meeting uh, a couple months ago. And they had these big signs all over the school board windows and doors. Mask required for entry. No exceptions. Like, you know, like we're, we're, we're peasants. Like you have to put a muzzle on before you walk into the meeting. And I remember one of the sheriffs walked out. And we stopped her and said, hey, what's, what's going on? Do, do we have to wear a mask? And she goes, why would you wear a mask? <laughs> we go, well, they're saying you have to wear a mask. Are you going to arrest us if we don't wear a mask? She goes, no, there's no law that you have to wear a mask anywhere in Florida. There's, there's nothing we're enforcing with this. There's no law. And she walked off almost jokingly like, okay. So finally when the lady opened the door, which she was intentionally keeping one door unlocked from the inside only that she was trying to control ingress inside the building, we finally kind of shoved our way in there. And immediately, the guy at the front had a big table with all these masks and a temperature gauge. And he goes, oh, you need to wear a mask right now. You need to get your temperature checked. And I said, no, no. Dad goes, why, why are we getting our temperature? Well, you got to get your temperature checked right now. you got to wear a mask before you walk in. And I said, no, no, I'm not wearing a mask. You're not checking my temperature. I don't care at anything you have to say right now. I'm walking in the school board meeting, and we're about to have a big, giant meeting in here. And we did. And numerous people ended up pushing their way in. And exactly what happened yesterday at the school system as well with this group. Finally, the kids basically got in front of these two people that were standing in front of the door. And they finally said, dude, we're coming in. We're letting you know right now. We're walking in the school along with the parents. And the parents kept saying back around, be nice. Don't push. Don't be nice. Be nice. And they finally just walked in. And both the guys who were standing there with these giant masks on stepped out of the way. And that's exactly what has to start occurring. Complete and total direct civil disobedience 100% of the time. And I'm not saying that to be sarcastic, arrogant, or overly aggressive. What I'm saying is this isn't going to stop until we make it stop. Look at what just happened in Las Vegas with the teacher taping the mask on the children's face because they weren't wearing it all the time. That is how far they're willing to go to push their agenda and force compliance on these young children. The children do not understand what's happening right now. These little kids are completely and totally little kids. That's what they are. And they're going to continue to do this to these children as long as people allow it. And that, my friends, is a complete and total failure on the American population's part, if we allow this to go through. What do you think, Dad? It goes back to the Frankfurt School. It's mass mind programming. It's hypnosis. It goes back to fluoride. It goes back to statin drugs. It goes back to all of the stuff that we've talked about that nobody else wants to talk about on our show here today. We've discussed all of this. It goes back to Satanism. It goes back to the Kabbalah. It goes back to the Zionism. It goes back to the Schofield Bible. It goes back to Samuel Untermeyer. It goes back, back, back. This is all part of the programming and the final takedown of the United States of America. It's taken over 100 years. And the American population are just just, stupid. I hate to say it, but they are. They're just stupid. And, and And I love my country. I really do. I love what it once was. And see, that's the problem, isn't it? 
we think that the country is what it was, what it used to be, but we don't realize that it's not, it's not what it used to be. It's something different now. And, and now we've got the situation where this bumbling buffoon who's not in charge of anything is going to read a teleprompter or attempt to read a teleprompter tonight if he doesn't go to sleep while he's reading it and tell <laughs> yeah. us all the, you know, you know I'm right. And, and tell us all we got to be a mask mandates. I mean, the guy's an idiot. He's, he's a pedophile, weirdo, idiot sniffer. He's a sicko. He's a pervert along with his sicko son. And here we have him as the quote-unquote president of the United States to further degrade the United States image in the doggone world's eyes. That's all this is. That's all it is. And you remember, guys, who started this stuff? Donald Trump started all of this. He started Operation Warp Speed. He started the mask. He closed the country down. He told us we could go to church for Easter. He allowed Fauci to go in and do whatever Fauci wanted to do. He signed the emergency executive order, the emergency basic thing allowing the CDC to put all these dictates out. Donald Trump did this. We can all pretend like he didn't do it, which I don't pretend like anything about him anymore. His daughter's the one who wears the red string around her wrist. She's a hardcore Kabbalist Luciferian, worships the snake in the tree called Einsoff, practices out of the Zohar. She's a Kabbalist witch, and I'm sure that they were running the White House along with his weirdo son-in-law, who's also a Kabbalist and part of the Shabbat network. And the Shabbat network has combined together now with what we used to would have called the Illuminati, which all worked together with these Kabbalists you know, back in the 1700s, which decided they were going to take over the planet for Lucifer. Never forget, and you guys, a lot of you are new and you've just started listening to the show. Years ago, there was a man by the name of Ronald Bernard. He was a high-level executive banker, Dutch banker in Europe. And he said in an interview, I'm going to quote some of his quotes right now. He said that this Kabbalist group is an annihilating force that hates our guts, that it hates creation, that it hates life, and it will do anything to basically destroy us completely. Now, I'm adding to that. Does that include injecting us with kill shots and releasing bioweapons into the ecosystem? The answer, the answer is absolutely yes. And why do they hate us? Because we were created in God's image. Always remember this. We were created in the image of the Most High, the creator of the universe. He gave us a soul. These things, these entities don't have souls. They're really angry that we get to live forever with a soul. They really don't like that. And so what they want to do is they want to destroy everything God created. So not only do they hate you because you're in God's image, because they hate God because they rebelled against him, they also hate you because you've got a soul because they want to be you. So it's like a double-edged sword with these guys. That's why they don't care about how many people they kill. I mean, it completely hates creation. And remember, Donald Ronald Bernard, he confirmed that these secret societies serve, quote-unquote, these Satanists, who use child sacrifices to blackmail their members. And I've posted this article that he wrote on healthmasters.com. And you know what's interesting about this? I'm going to give you some more quotes. I'm going to read what he said. One of the things that I found out about secret services, you think that they are there to serve and protect people. We're talking about the CIA, NIS, you know, all that kind of stuff, NSA, you know, C, you know, you know, the British Secret Service, all that. He goes, but they actually turn out to be criminal organizations. To be precise, the system is heavily so criminal. We are talking about financing wars, creating wars, basically creating a lot of misery in this world. So lots of conflict. And then I think to myself, if only people knew what the world is really like, secret services will stop at nothing, nothing. But they also have their flows of money because they are trading in drugs. Afghanistan heroin, $1.5 trillion, plus trillions of dollars in weapons, 
and for that matter, for people. They're trading people, and they're basically sex, sex trafficking young children. And all that money has to go somewhere. It all has to be financed. And the guy who's interviewing him says, you say if, but you, could you confirm what they are doing this, all of them? He goes, yes, Bernard, all of them. So yes, the entire world, as we think we know, is just an illusion that we believe in. Remember, they got us on a play, on a stage, and they're pulling the set down right now around us, and we're starting to see the brick wall at the back of the set, and we're going, what the heck? And we need to realize that this is something you find out when you get to the highest levels of these groups that it's just a show. And that's what he says. That's when it all went wrong for me. And then his, his interviewer says, yes, I feel the same way. All right, can you tell me the worst thing that happened that caused the tipping point in your situation? Bernard, I was training to become a psychopath, and I failed. I didn't complete the training. I didn't become a psychopath. My conscience came back, and most difficult, and the most difficult part for me was because I had such great status there. I was successful. I was trusted with the people playing at this level. To put it carefully, most of these people followed a not very mainstream religion. So you have Catholics and Protestants and all sorts of religions, and these people are both Luciferians. And you could say religion is a fairy tale to these people. They believe that none of it's real as far as I, the way we believe. Well, for these people, it is truth and reality. They believe that everything that they do is to serve their master, and they call Lucifer. He goes, and I was also in contact with these circles, only I laughed at it because to me they were just my clients. He goes, yes, in my opinion, the darkness and evil is within the people themselves. I didn't make that connection yet, so I was a guest in those circles, and it amused me greatly to see all of those naked women and the other things. It was the good life. Remember the movie Eyes Wide Shut with the Giant Orgies? It's exactly like that. And then at some point I was invited to basically participate in sacrifice of children because that was the breaking point. And he goes, then I started to slowly break down. I lived through quite a lot as a child myself, and I refused to do it. See, and it, it, goes, on to, and it goes on to say this. It goes on to say that basically he goes, if you Google and you'll find out what's going on, this isn't a fairy tale. Unfortunately, the truth is, now listen, he's going to tell you exactly what I tell you all the time on the show. Unfortunately, the truth is that worldwide, they, these Luciferians, these Kabbalists, have been doing this for thousands of years. I once studied theology, and, I, and, and even in the Bible, you find references to these practices with the Israelites. The reason the first ten tribes were banished was because of these rituals and ch with children, including the sacrifice of children. So this is pertinent, pertinent, and all this made me believe because I realized there's more to life than meets the eye. There's an invisible world, and it's real. You really do talk about a dark force and manifestation of light. So I resorted to studying theology to make sense of it all, and I really hope and I pray that he's been born again. I'm adding that. hope he's a Christian now. Then his interviewer says, well, that's scary because if you dig into that, you find the Tavistock Institute – this is the Office of Naval Intelligence, started in Great Britain during World War I to do mind control because they found that the people who had been subjected to shell shock, who had been shelled for weeks on end, their personality split. They became two separate people, and they wanted to find out how to do it, and they decided to develop what's called trauma-based mind control, also called MKUltra. It was continued in the concentration camps. 
in the concentrations was called Mintkontrolle in German, where they carried that same acronym over into the CIA with MK. Instead of spelling control with a C, they spelled it with a K like the Germans did in the concentration camps. And they decided to put these different people out there into the society after they had split their personalities in as many different personality types as they wanted to based on trauma-based mind control. And they did it to a lot of people. Thousands and thousands of people were subjected to this. And he goes, he goes in all the studies and discoveries, I found a document that are claiming to be nonsense. And he, goes, and he, says, he says, what we're talking about is Zionism. Whoa, it came right back to what I've told you guys over and over again. It's the Kabbalists. He goes, he goes, yes, of course. And he goes, and if you study their teachings and you understand them, it's like reading the newspaper of the daily life. How from their position of ultimate power and ultimate, it has come, literally become that that is because the people do not stand up for themselves. That's the we, the American people. They don't recognize what reality is, and we've all been programmed. And if you dare to say you're against Zionism, then you are branded an anti-Semite. Then you are. Then you try to. They say the negative can say evil, the Luciferians, the Satanists, whatever you want to call it. But it's really an entity, and it's really all about Zionism. There really has been a moment of separation from the manifestation, manifestation of light. In which a group went on their own way and are carrying an intense hatred and anger because these people who understand the severity of this are few. Because this is an annihilating force that hates our guts, it hates creation, it hates life, and it will do anything to destroy us completely, including inject us with kill shots. And the way to do that is to divide humanity. Here, listen. Divide and conquer is their truth. Humanity is a manifestation of light. That's what he's saying, and that is the true creation. As long as you divide them based on political parties, skin color, you name it, then you, from a Luciferian point of view, use that to suppress the full capacities of your enemy, which would be who we are, and created in the image of God, and they can't stand it for themselves. Because if that would happen, the Luciferians would lose. Then this monster, this greedy monster, would disappear. So I wanted to read you that today because I want you to understand who this top banker was, who he is, and what he said. And why what he said is so very, very, very important. Because, guys, listen to me. If we don't pay attention to what people like him are saying who have actually been involved with these guys. Remember when I told you what Mancow said? Mancow was invited to a Babylonian party in San Diego. And then one of the girls, who basically was a top movie star back then, presented herself to him. By the way, many people also believe she's a transgender. Now, Mancow wouldn't have known that because she only had her top off. Now, I'm being very graphic here, but the reality is this. You know, Mancow saw behind the curtain and what these guys were up to with their giant parties and orgies that he quickly left. And then he was threatened later that he spoke about it, which he has in depth, that they would kill him. Guys, listen to me. This is going on all around us. This is all part of the child trafficking network. A lot of it was run out of the White House. A lot of it's been run out of the White House. A lot of it's being run from the southern border with all of these missing children. Remember the Biden administration just lost another 5,000 children? Well, they have to have these children for the sex slave operations and for their sacrificial operations. Remember Jeffrey Epstein had his temple on the island with an altar stone, and suddenly thousands of girls were basically seduced by Epstein and just Lane Maxwell? But suddenly only a few dozen of them have come forward, and the thousands are missing, never to be heard from or seen again. That's who runs the planet, along with the CIA, MI6, Mossad, 
Okay, the Jewish mafia, the Italian mafia, the American mafia, the Irish mafia, the Russian mafia, the Chinese mafia, they're all tied together in concert with the Kabbalists who run the international banking cartels and the bloodline families and also State Street Vanguard and, you know, BlackRock who control and manage all of the money and all of the financial institutions of every major United States corporation. That's what they've done. That's how that's how absolute their power has come onto the United States in 112 years since the passage or 111 years since the passage of the Federal Reserve Act or 100 years or whatever it is, 106 years, eight years. But that's the thing we've got to look at here. In 1913, the country was sold out by Woodrow Wilson, that syphilis-infected lowlife who also pushed Zionism and Bernouk, Judge Brandish, all the rest of them, into positions of power. And when that happened, it started this cascade. Now the AMA and the American, you know, the, the, the CDC, all of these organizations, the FDA, are controlled by these groups. A couple of years ago, I got you guys, a bunch of you got really mad at me. And I said, I'm going to go ahead and read to you the ethnic background and the religion of all of the major CFOs and CEOs and presidents of the major corporations. And a whole bunch of them, almost all of them were Kabbalists. But they called themselves Akanashi Jews because they claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. And oh, oh I got blowback from that show. Austin says, man, dad. And I'm like, hey, look, I'm just telling you who they are, what they run. And I went all the way from Apple all the way down to all the Nike and all the rest of them, and on and on and on and on. And guys, listen to me. I don't make this stuff up. These guys run the planet. They control the finances for the planet. And these guys, don't get yourself in a knot here, but they're the same guys who control the CDC. They control Biden. They control Trump. you got to look at this, and they tell them what to do, and now Biden is tightening the noose on the federal employees because there's millions and millions of federal employees. And I've got so many people that I know now are saying, I got the shot. I got the shot. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take the pressure anymore. I got the shot. Let me tell you something. When you're laying there on a ventilator and you can't breathe and they put you on remdesivir, and all of a sudden now you're thinking, why did I take the shot? Why did I take the shot? You could be reevaluating that decision. Guys, listen to me. This isn't a game anymore. These guys are playing for planetary genocide. And they've got over 5 billion people injected now with a kill shot that produces spike proteins, which causes antibody-induced enhancement, which dramatically destroys the immune system. But God's immune system is so powerful, it keeps booting itself back up again. So now they're setting you up for boosters every 30 days, every 90 days. And they want you to take two pills every day. Are you going to take the pills every day? Are you going to continue to destroy your immune system and wonder why there's so many people in the morgues, why so many people that you know now are dead, why so many people you know now are in hospitals on ventilators dying? When do you make a decision here as far as what you're not going to do anymore? The people in Australia are now being told they can't have more than a six-pack every day. They're going to be monitored. That kind of sounds like prohibition again, doesn't it? Well, remember, the sheeple, the peasants, you know, we're livestock to them. The livestock can't have more than six beer. Now, don't get me wrong. Six beers, nobody, nobody needs to drink that much. Anyhow, but the livestock can't have that because it may affect livestock productivity. It may affect livestock performance. You know, you can't have your key racehorse going out and getting drunk every night before it runs the Kentucky Derby. All right? So why in the world are they going to allow the racehorses and these slaves to get drunk? 
you think through what I've talked to you guys about today. This is serious, and these guys are playing for blood. Austin, what do you think? And another aspect, too, you have to think about is that in most cases, large consumptions of alcohol increases aggression. And basically, it increases the inability or the ability for individuals to make more, you know, rational decisions, so to speak. Which means you start dealing with a populace that starts going out and getting extremely liquored up. They're probably not going to be as compliant little peasants after a few years because they're going to be completely and totally sick of what's happening. They're going to reach a point to where they're really not going to have a filter. They're going to say, "Dude, what? What's the worst that happens?" They kill us. They arrest us. It reaches a point in a slavery world, in a slavery country, in a communist dictatorship to honestly death becomes much better of an option than living like a complete and total animal, which is what they're doing. They've got these giant quarantine centers now in Australia, big giant quarantine centers. You cannot leave the area more than the allotted time. You cannot walk outside without a mask on. You are not allowed to leave the quarantine center unless you're told to do so. That's what they have said now, essentially. If you don't get the injection, you're going to a quarantine center, which is pretty much exactly a new version of the concentration camps and nobody anywhere seems to find this even remotely odd that this is occurring at a rapid, rapid pace. They're already changing the history books. They're already changing the books and North Carolina community college now basically got busted a textbook assigned as required reading. And North Carolina Community College campus reform obtained a copy of the document with the title of the book. Essentially, this, this, this is the title of the book that basically is required reading by Thomas E. Patterson. And it's titled, We the People, an Introduction to American Government. Oh, okay, all right. So I'm, I'm sitting there going, We the People. Introduction to American government. This is going to be good reading. Yeah, this this got to be this going to be something decent. And no, it actually majority of a huge portion of the book is all about detecting misinformation and critical thinking. Except it's not critical thinking like you would expect, where you're actually using your brain. It's simply telling you what to think. A passage specifically from the book, and I'm going to quote it right now. It states, and this is going into detail about the pandemic now, the alleged pandemic it brings up in this book. It says most Americans responded to the pandemic of 2020 by limiting their social contact. They covered their faces when going out, and they washed their hands thoroughly. These measures saved tens of thousands of lives when people implemented them. Yet lives were still lost because some Americans held beliefs that they were at odds with the fact more than a third of Americans were convinced that COVID-19 was no more deadly than the seasonal flu, and many of them ignored social distancing, refused to wear a mask, and increased the likelihood that they and those around them would contract the disease. That's literally a quote from the book that's required reading at North Carolina Community College entitled, We the People, An Introduction to American Government. They're already rewriting history, guys, right in front of our eyes. What happens in five years? What happens in 10 years? 
What happens in 20 years? What happens when books don't exist anymore and everything's gone digital? I've brought this up repeatedly. This is why I've encouraged people, heavily encouraged people, make sure you have physical Bibles. Make sure you have physical books that actually talk about the truth. And why do I say that? Because most of our listeners, they're already awake. You guys are great. I mean, where most people who listen to the show know what's going on. So why do you need to have books? Because you already know what's happening. Why do you need books on what's already happened? Well, it's because the books are not going to be available forever, my friends. And we're literally watching right now a new version of book burning via digital erasing. They're taking away the truths that occurred. This is one of the reasons, in my opinion, this is my opinion, why the school systems have all switched over to iPad learning and basically books with the Kindle platform. There's no more books in the school system. Nobody buys books anymore at all as far as in the, in the, in the public schools. Everything's on a platform, a digital platform. A, it encourages and increases the children to become idiots where they stare at a screen all day long. B, it ruins their eyesight because of the blue light from a very, very young age. So quite frankly, we don't even know what the long-term effects are going to be of children that are five and six years old currently right now when they continue to look at blue lights on the iPads for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. We have no idea because we've never tested anything on this level as far as that length of time. That's why I encourage people, if you do have to use an iPad, if your children are using an iPad, if they're going to be watching a TV, get them blue light filter glasses. They're available now. You can get them on eBay. I bought them on there before. I have a pair right here that I use for my computer because I've noticed very specifically the eye fatigue and eye strain that causes eye issues over the years when you look at a screen for a very long time. And secondly, they want to make sure that children do not have the option to find the truth. They want to make sure that there's no way for the children to pick up a physical book and go, look at this. Is, is, this, is this really what happened during the Civil War? Is this, is this really what occurred? Dad, look at this. Look at this right here. Look, Mom, wait, it, it's saying here that the Emancipation Proclamation only freed the slaves in the southern states and not the north. And then it was done as a wartime tactic. It had nothing to do with making sure people were free. It had everything to do with making sure that a war of northern aggression had the ability to control the narrative and make, bring as many people as they could, including Hessians, into the southern states to continue to fight. As it was a war of attrition. It was a war over states' rights. Why, why does this say this, Bob? This, this is what they told me in history. They actually – we never even talked about the Civil War. We, they stopped at 1900. Well, that's right. It's very easy to control the narrative when you have digital control of everything. When you no longer have to actually physically burn books, you simply just push the delete button. We're watching that right now occur in real time with movies. If you've noticed now, it's almost impossible to find the old school movies online, even with streaming. The old John Wayne, True Grit, Big Jake, Swiss Family Robinson. Those films are very difficult to find now on a digital platform. Majority of them, if you have them, they're on DVD, and a lot of people have them on VHS. Those films, I promise you, the next 20 to 30 years, they will cease to exist, 
and our children will never even know they occurred. They will never even see what the real America was like, what real true Hollywood films were about when you could actually make free films and make films that depicted American culture. They'll never see that. Why? Because they want to push their absolutely perverted, sadistic Hollywood filth nowadays where everything's politically correct. Every single film, if you noticed, where the male in most cases of the, the male of the film is you know, complete and total pansy. The female's always the domineering you know, leader of the film now. Everything in the film's constantly politically correct. They want to make sure everybody is happy, happy, happy. Nobody's offended by anything they say. Well, yeah. That's where they're going to take this, and they're going to continue to push it. But I found it so interesting when I saw that earlier today with the new – or the North Carolina Community College has books now already on 2020 and 2019 and basically stating that individuals that didn't follow the social distancing and mask basically caused more people to die. And guys, this is just 2021. Whoa, we're a year we're a year out from where this book basically is depicting. Give it five to ten years and watch what happens because I promise you right now, the persecution of the vaccinated groups is going to become very severe. This is why I've told people, I said, why, why are you going to comply with an injection now? You've already gotten this far. You've already came this far into it now. You're committed if you're to this point and you haven't gotten injected with gene therapy. I mean that sincerely. You made it through almost two years of this complete and total propaganda line. Why in the world are you going to comply now? You're already in it. You might as well fully commit and keep your immune system strong, hold your head up high and say, no, I'm not injected. I will not get an injection ever under any circumstances, period, because they – will do everything they can for compliance right now. And once you comply the first time, that's it. They own you after that because nowhere at any point in time have you ever seen a tyrannical entity force their will upon a populace and then all of a sudden come back a year later and say, you know what, we're really sorry about being so tyrannical. We're really sorry for forcing you to get this gene therapy. We're, we'll never do that again, guys. We're, that was a mistake. Do you, you really think that's what's going to happen? You think they're just going to stop? It doesn't stop until we make it stop. What do you think, Dan? I agree with you, Austin. At this point, if people are getting shot up, what's what's the point of this? I had yesterday. I was talking to a friend of mine and a talk show host, and he goes, uh, "By the way, he goes, I have got to ask you a question." He goes, "You know, you came down with COVID last week." I said, "Yep, I did." And he goes, "How is it that you got COVID and you take Health Masters vitamins?" So that's a good question. And I started laughing and I said, you know, I only had COVID for three days. You know, I didn't even miss a show. You know that basically I had a, you know, a stopped up head and had to take a few Sudafed and had to take my ivermectin and my supplements and high dosing. And I never really got sick. He goes, yeah, but how come you caught it? And I said, it's simple. It's a bioweapon. Okay. <laughs> Listen to me. I don't care how many vitamins you take. You step into a cloud of sarin nerve gas, you're going to die. Okay. I don't care if how many vitamins you take. You step into, you step into mustard gas, you're going to get really sick and you could die from that. You step into a bioweapon, you're probably going to catch something that's eight times more contagious than the measles. The question is what happens to you and your immune system after you catch it because it's specifically designed to be that contagious. 
Well, again, I was stopped up for a couple of days, took a couple of Sudafed, you know, loaded up with the stragglers. I gave you the entire scenario as I was doing it. And four days later, I'm good. I'm good by Friday. I was, I was good off Sudafed, off everything, you know, and I never missed a show. And the shows are live. You think, well, okay, well, that makes sense. Well, that's what I told my friend. I said, look, I said, here's the deal. Just because you take supplements doesn't mean you're not going to catch it. Now, you'll reduce your risks of catching it because your immune system is so strong. But if you're exposed to enough spike proteins or enough people that have been vaccinated or if you walk into a cloud of a released invisible gas, which contains, you know, more of a, how should I say, kill shot or more of a not kill shot, be more of a bioweapon that you've ever, ever experienced before. And you overload yourself because you inhale this stuff like if you're at a football game and someone has one of those little air horns and it's been loaded up with the latest bioweapon and they start blowing it out, you know, and spreading it everywhere. Or you go on an airplane and they're cleaning the airplane with supposedly with disinfectants, but they're spreading the latest bioweapon on the airplane. There's a high probability if you're at that football game and you're around that air horn that's blowing a spray and stuff or in that airplane, if they're doing that, in either place that you're going to inhale a whole bunch of this mess and at that point your immune system is going to kick in and your mitochondria are going to kick in and the d3 is going to kick in and the zinc is going to kick in and the potassium iodine is going to kick in and the vitamin c and all the other things are going to kick in and you're going to be pretty much strong through the entire situation last week i have a friend of mine since the show yesterday i found out he's been put into the hospital He's about 100 pounds overweight. Last Friday, I basically talked to him. He sounded like he was had a little bit of a cold. He said, "I said, he, I said, well, you, what do you?" He said, "You sound nasally." He goes, "Well, yeah, I feel like I'm trying to come down with something. I got a cold or some sinus issues or whatever." I said, "Look, dude, you need to start on the supplements right now." Oh, I, I take vitamins. All right. No, I said you need to start on the supplements. I said, "You would you like for me?" Because he lives close, he lives pretty close to me. I said, "And I've known the guy for 30, 40 years." I said, "Would you like for me to bring them over to you?" Because I know you're busy and you don't feel good, et cetera, and you're home from work. And I said, I'll be happy to bring him over to you. And he goes, and I very rarely do that, by the way, unless you're a really good friend and you live really close. I can't do that, guys. I'm busy. The, the, the company's just too big. I can't be delivering product, right? But I, I will for my friends every once in a while, but he wouldn't do it. We already take vitamins. We got plenty of vitamins. I'm like, okay. So I gave him a list of what he needed to take, including 100,000 IUs of D3. Now, my friend... He never went to college, but he's very successful, multimillionaire. He has a giant sod business, and he knows how to grow sod. I mean, he grows sod like crazy. And his wife's a school teacher, but neither one of them have had any medical training whatsoever or any biochemistry training. And it's, it's amazing to me because his wife won't listen, and he won't listen to me. But yet they know that you know Health Masters is a very successful company and that we've been doing this for a long, long time, and I had my own clinic set up. It doesn't make any difference. I guess it kind of goes back to a prophet has no honor in his own hometown, doesn't it? And they wouldn't listen. Well, now my friend is in the hospital, and he's about to go on a ventilator. He's deathly ill because he was hospitalized yesterday because he refused to take the supplements, refused, refused to do the dosing. I've got another friend. I just talked to him a little bit ago. He refused to do the dosing and the concentrations, and he had to deal with this stuff for three weeks. Finally, I talked to him today, and he said, yeah, I finally listened to you, and I started taking the stuff the way you told me to. And he goes, I feel pretty good. That's what supplements do. They may not prevent you from getting the COVID or being exposed to a bioweapon that has an AIDS component and a SARS component. It's designed for one specific reason only, and that is to kill you. 
But if you have high enough concentrations of nutrients, it'll really help your immune system to stay strong during all of this stuff. Now, you may have to get some intravenous vitamin C. Last Tuesday, two weeks ago, I went in and had them give me 50,000 milligrams of vitamin C when I was being exposed to all of this stuff. But I only did that once, and then I took the vitamin C to bile tolerance. But I want to cover that with you guys today as to why did Ted get sick, why did Offie get sick, why did Lana get sick, and why did Sharon get sick. What happened with that is Lana Austin's wife took the kids to a birthday party. One of the kids later tested to be positive of who was at the birthday party. Basically, they were spreading everything. And so the kids got it. Lana got it. Austin got it. Sharon got it. Then eventually it kind of trickled to me, and I basically didn't get much of nothing because I was already prepared. I already had the ivermectin in inventory. Why does the ivermectin work so well? It's an anti-parasitical parasitical drug. Plus, it does a lot more than that. It really interferes with the replication phase of virus viruses. It really does. It's not just for parasites. It does a lot more than that. And see, and that's why it's so very important to keep your nutrient density high right now. I mean, you only need to be taking one of the D3 a day right now. I had my same friend told me, well, should I be taking ivermectin every day? And I'm like, "Uh, no. How about hydroxychloroquine every day? And I'm like, no. You could if you were in an area that had a lot of malaria and you were taking hydroxychloroquine. They do that. They've done that for years. Remember, they, they did the whole thing with the gin and tonic. We talked about that the other day in the malaria countries years and years ago. But the reality is this, because the tonic contains the quinine. But here's the thing. If you keep your immune system strong, it'll serve you well all the days of your life. If you don't, I hate to tell you this, it won't, especially the vitamin C levels. You've got to keep those high all the time. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? You nailed it on the head, and this is why we've continued to do the best we can at Health Masters and our show to get you guys the top nutrients and the top information. And that's exactly right, because I've had same same people, certain people ask me the same question, like, oh, well, you take subs all the time. How'd you catch it? So, dude, because when you get exposed to a bioweapon, it doesn't matter, I mean, what you're taking, if your body gets overwhelmed exposure to a virus – you're going to have some aspect of it. Do you guys remember? I didn't miss a day on the show. I didn't run tape. We didn't do anything. That put me down for about three days. And, of course, I bounced back because that's what I continue to try to do with the knowledge that I have and the nutrients and the supplementation. And I never even got intravenous vitamin C IV. I probably should have. <laughs> it wouldn't have hurt at all, but I, just, I didn't get one. But, again, this is where they're taking this, and this is why it's so important. Again, like I said a minute ago, If you've already made it through this, you're already at the top of the list when it comes to survivability rate. It's that time now to get vocal and stand up because this isn't going to stop. They're going to continue to promote it. United Airlines, if you saw this now, they just came out and stated anybody for United Airlines that had been granted religious exemptions will now be forced to get their vaccine mandate or they will have to take a temporary unpaid leave of absence beginning October 2nd. A temporary unpaid leave of absence. Well, that's basically the, the – that's the politically correct way of saying we fired you without firing you. Just be clear on that. That's exactly what that means. Oh, we fired you, but we're not actually going to say we fired you so you can't sue us. So we're going to put you on a temporary unpaid leave of absence. That's where they're going with United Airlines. And also, too, though, in other news, this is something that I found to be very, very interesting. 
Remember I told you the infrastructure bill that they've been working on included an excerpt of where they actually wanted to have a pilot program that is installed and worked on in vehicles by 2025 where they're going to have cameras inside the vehicle and breathalyzers because, you know, it's for your protection. It's for your safety. Even though you don't drink alcohol, even though you don't drink and drive, um, you you have to have a breathalyzer in your vehicle because, of course, it's it's for your protection. And they're going to put cameras inside of the vehicle to monitor your eyes, your behavior, your movement, your focus. So that way they can notify law enforcement if you're not staying focused on the road or you're talking to your wife or you're basically not being a good little peasant. Uh, of course, but it's for your protection. They're doing that for your protection. They're going to monitor everything you do inside your vehicle for your protection. Well, to take it another step further, as we're seeing now, Mercedes-Benz just rolled out their first glimpse of the BCI. People go, what is the Mercedes-Benz BCI? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked me. Their Mercedes-Benz BCI is referred to as the brain-computer interface and their new vehicles. There is a – you can test it right now. They actually had it at one of the shows. Visitors of the IAA Mobility 2021 show could try the technology themselves out at the Mercedes-Benz booth. And right now what they currently do is they make you put on this little headband that's got this big core processor that goes on the back of your skull. Now, they've stated now this isn't going to be the primary tool they use. They're actually going to have it built into the headrest. So as soon as you sit in the car, it actually bores into your brain essentially digitally. And it essentially the BCI device measures and analyzes brain waves. So what they do is they tell you to look at the screen, concentrate on one of the symbols on the Mercedes-Benz N-Dash. So if you want to focus on the stereo, you focus on the stereo symbol. The cortex reacts as you stare at the stereo symbol. The BCI device measures and analyzes brain waves and sends signals to an onboard computer, and the computer performs the function. So you look at the stereo symbol. It automatically senses that, then flips the stereo on. Then you automatically look at what you want to listen to, and it automatically senses it. Guys, this is where they're taking this, and of course, everybody in the media and the vehicle industry is going, oh my gosh, this is great. This is so fantastic. You don't have to do anything. You could just think about it, and the car's going to sense it. Well, yeah, what happens when they start focusing and listening and monitoring all of your thoughts? What happens when you start thinking about, hmm, you know what? I want to get that new optic for my AR-15. Danger, danger, Robinson, danger. Uh, We have to notify law enforcement. You're thinking about firearms right now. Your vehicle has now been shut down, and we now have law enforcement en route. The vehicle has now been locked, and we will notify you when law enforcement shows up. You go, dude, I was just thinking about my AR-15 optic. What in the world's going on? How in the heck did this just happen? Guys, this is where they're taking it with 5G and rolling it into 6G. They want to be able to monitor your thoughts, 
what you want, your desires, what you don't want, and they want to completely and totally control it. That's where they're taking this. That's what this is all about. This is not about making sure you can change the channel on your stereo without having to touch the button in your Mercedes Benz. This is all about monitoring what you want and what you do all of the time. Also, too, in other news, and this is a huge positive win, the Senate has basically been in a massive stalemate opposition over the complete and total failed degenerate David Shipman, the individual that worked for the ATF prior and was directly involved in the Waco massacre and actually has a photo of him standing over the ashes of charred corpses while he holds his M16. Yes, that David Shipman that was poised to head the ATF. The White House has now withdrawn their nomination of David Shipman, and they will no longer be looking to approve him because of the stalemate of the 50-50 divided Senate that stalled for months now as the administration's most contentious nominee in pretty much history. This is a huge win. My friends, this is what happens when everybody rallies. This is what happens when everybody blows up your senator's phones. And this is what happens when the alternative media talks about the truth day in and day out and exposes these complete and total sadistic perverts like David Shipman, who blatantly said under oath during a Senate hearing that he felt the need the AR-15 semi-automatic rifles needed to be banned and put on the NFA registry as a Class Three weapon. He could not even define what an assault weapon was, but said assault weapons needed to be banned under oath. This guy was a complete and total steaming pile of feces, and the fact that they are no longer pushing this anymore shows me the alt-media – and that we may have a few decent senators left, and everybody else in this country made their voice heard. So I encourage you, I applaud you, and I support the American populace for making sure this was known, that we did not have this horrific individual leading one of the most corrupt alphabet agencies this country has ever seen. What do you think, Dad? You know, I saw that thing with Chipman this morning. I want to dance a little jig. I mean, I, this guy, this guy's a... Austin kind of summed it up with a steaming pile there. I mean, he's awful. Uh, he's not only hideous to look at, he's got an unbelievably horrible attitude about gun owners and about the Second Amendment, and I'm so glad he was rejected. But, you know, Biden now has also forced out the Trump appointees from the Military Academy Advisory Boards. Why? He's forced out nearly a dozen Trump administration appointees from the position in the Military Academy Advisory Boards. Well, there's a pretty good reason to do this. Trump was not a big pro, how should I say, transgender person in the military or pro-transgender person who's going to get into one of the big prestigious military academies. And I guess Biden decided he's going to go ahead and, and you know, continue to stroke the the head of his Kabbalist masters and do exactly what they want to as far as bringing in the hermaphroditic military. And not only are they bringing in gays and hermaphrodites into the military who, quite frankly, don't really like to fight. Just I'm not saying that all gay guys can't fight. I'm not saying that because I'm sure a few of them can. But the vast majority of gay guys that I've really kind of seen walking around, they don't really want to get into a physical altercation. And quite frankly, you're not going to have a very good military if you don't have a bunch of alpha males in it. So you bring a bunch of 
women in who want to be guys and women who are small and you have them put hand to hand combat on, this ain't going to be, you know, the adventures of Wonder Woman here. I hate to tell you that. You know, a 90 pound woman jumps in the ring with a 300 pound guy. It ain't going to be pretty. And see, and this is the thing we need to understand is that, you know, we are completely degrading the military of the United States. Why is that? Because if we degrade it far enough and we inject enough kill shots into them and enough of them are dying or sick or have heart issues, they can't defend the United States in case we get invaded by China hmm? or NATO. See, I think NATO is a much bigger threat than China ever thought about being because Biden can bring NATO in under the treaties that are currently in place and have them police America. Is that the goal? I don't know. It seems like there's an awful lot of crazy stuff going on nowadays. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you this morning. You guys are amazing to me. Please pray for Jimmy. He's in the hospital, and I don't want him going on a ventilator, and I don't want him to get put on remdesivir. Please pray that he recovers quickly. I appreciate you guys. You guys are my family, and I love you guys so much. Austin, go ahead and finish it up, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely, guys, and thank you again for the continued support of Health Masters, and thank you again for getting the truth and the news out there. It's crucial, absolutely crucial. We continue to get the truth out there as much as we possibly can. So thank you again for the support of Health Masters. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website, healthmasters.com. I encourage you, my friends, stand your ground with what's going on. Continue to maintain the truth and freedom that we preserve and protect in this country, in the United States of America. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.